So in this episode, we're going to look at the realities of growing on Instagram and figure out where some of our personal limits lie. I'm also going to tackle the question of how many followers do you really need? So let's start by ripping off the metaphorical band-aid and face up to some uncomfortable truths. I'll wager that everything I'm going to say to you now, you already know, but I think it pays to really remind ourselves and acknowledge these things before we get any further in. One, niche interests attract niche followings. Two, in order to go truly viral, content needs to have mainstream mass appeal. Three, creating a big audience online will usually mean creating more for that audience and less for yourself. Four, We're never entitled to anyone else's attention or engagement. And five, not everyone has what we might class as good taste. Like that is not the glittering frictionless message of internet growth that we're sort of fed by the world. But I think for most of us, it's easy to accept that that's reality. With more and more confronting content and diverting entertainment taking up space online, of course it's getting harder and harder for anything but the most generic and crowd-pleasing content to rise to the very top. But there is some good news lurking inside of all of that. So there's this acquaintance of mine, Scott. He is a TV producer in LA and he had this idea to take his passion, which is collecting. He loves like toys and memorabilia from when we were kids and he wanted to pitch a tv show for all of his fellow self-proclaimed nerds so it was called pop culture quest and it ended up being picked up by an internet only streaming station called comic con hq and presented by you know my fave mark hamill from star wars and made available worldwide what was fascinating is that's the kind of show that would never have stood a chance of being commissioned by a conventional TV station or network. It was way too niche, way too specific to ever draw in enough of a big audience figure to make it worthwhile. But online, it's possible to find a handful of people in every town who are passionate enough to pay for that content and bring them together to make it viable. The internet means it's never been easier or more possible for us to find the niche audience of people who share our interests and bring them together. We don't need to go viral or have universal appeal to build something valuable and sustainable, and if we want it to be, profitable. Online media means we can band together with the people who see the world like we do and have a more powerful voice and presence than our tribe has ever had before. We're able to create the content that is meaningful and beautiful to us and trust that our right people are out there and they're going to understand it's for them as well and find it worth their time and attention. Social media and Instagram in particular makes all of this possible for us, but it does sometimes require a bit of a balancing act. So imagine a rainbow shape or the shape that you get on your windscreen when the wipers cut through the snow on a frosty morning And think of that as the spectrum. So on the left-hand side, you have artistic integrity. And on the right-hand side, you have popularity. We all fall somewhere along that spectrum in regards to our creativity, how we use Instagram, how we use social media to express ourselves. So for some, our profile feels like it needs to be a really core reflection of our truest selves. We only want to post things that feel 100% authentic and significant, And that might come at the expense of speedy growth, but the alternative just feels so wrong that we can accept that 
and we're happy to make the slow and steady progress if it means we can maintain that vision. Others, kind of right over to the right, might have a purely business approach. They might want to post whatever is going to get the most reward for their time and efforts in terms of likes and sales. And there's nothing wrong with either extreme, but most of us, I think, probably fall somewhere in a blurry area in the middle with a mixture of a bit of the two. And this, I kind of think, is the compromise of social media. It's worth thinking now about where on the spectrum you fall, because there's going to be times when you have to compromise one for the other. The pictures your audience most respond to might be the ones that you enjoy creating the least, for example, or the pictures that you love to share might be the ones that bring in the lowest number of likes. You need to know what matters most to you, what most aligns with your goals, so that you can push on doing what you do without second-guessing yourself or making missteps. Social media is kind of just one giant multiplayer video game. And so the question is, what does winning look like to you? What's more important, your creative freedom or the growth of your account? Keep in mind here that this doesn't have to correspond to the profitability or the potential of what you can do with your account. You don't need a huge following to build something powerful. If the compromise required to build a really popular account isn't for you, then that doesn't mean that you can't or you won't achieve your goals and we'll be seeing how in the rest of this class together. Most people intuitively have some sense of where they sit, but sometimes finding the perfect balance can involve a little bit of trial and error. I know I had to agree to a sponsorship that I really regretted in order to appreciate just how much I valued having the freedom to say exactly what I believe on my own channels. So there's no rule book out there on how to be ourselves in the world. I wish there was. I would definitely buy it. <laughs> Remember this, though, as we work through this whole class together, that you might sometimes find ideas or suggestions that I'm putting out there that maybe feel excessive to you or don't feel like a good fit. And that's usually a really good sign that you've found one of your own hard limits where you're just not prepared to compromise on your feelings in favor of growth. That's fine. Lean into that. It's all about finding what is right and what's the perfect tool for you. The real reason we want followers. So... Some of you will already have come across this 1,000 true fan theory. I've linked to it in the course notes if you want to read up on it. I definitely recommend you do. But in really simple terms, it means we only ever need 1,000 people who are invested enough in our work to spend $100 or £100 a year on something we put out in order to have a 100k income. 100k is enough to live off very comfortably. I think probably most of us could live off half that, 50k a year, in which case you only need 500 true fans. These are really attainable numbers on Instagram and beyond. And this is why when I say your follow account doesn't have to be the be all and end all, you start to see how true that is. And yet most of us fall into the trap of wanting way, way more. And that is possible too, don't get me wrong. But I think it's really important to connect with why you want it and what you're hoping to achieve. There's something so eminently human about wanting an audience, wanting to grow. We're so hardwired to seek belonging and approval from others because back in the early days of man, when we were cave people, the consequence of being isolated, of not having people on your team was quite literally death. Like a big tribe meant protection, it meant resources, it meant people who literally had your back. But of course, in our modern world, that's not really true anymore. We're not risking death and rejection by putting out something that maybe is a bit different to other people, by being someone who's taken a slightly different path. 
Our worth and our value in the world is not determined by how many people choose to watch along with what we do, but sometimes it still kind of feels like it is. Nobody starts out with a big following, which means every single person whose brand or whose work you love or aspire to has had to go through exactly the same stuff. The fear, the discomfort, those super loud protests from the primitive part of our brain that still thinks that we are putting ourselves in mortal peril whenever we try anything new. A wish for followers can often really be a wish for endorsement, for somebody outside of us to tell us that we're doing things right and to take away some of that discomfort and fear. We just want social proof for ourselves and maybe for others that we're doing the right thing, that we're on the right path. But honestly, there is no outsourcing self-belief. It just doesn't work long term. And in fact, it tends to lead people way off path and they get hooked on this validation and disconnected from what their work's really about. So if follower growth is your aim, just make sure it's more about them than it is about you. Which, as luck would have it, is where the rapid growth ends up coming from anyway. When we're much more concerned with serving others instead of serving ourselves, then our work's value ends up being super clear to the world and people are drawn to it. 